Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is America's Sports Voice. GigaMOX. Our opening day, Eve Eve edition of Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We're very happy right now to uh, welcome on a former Cardinal, you hear him on the uh, Chattersbox podcast, which is available uh, on the Cardinals YouTube page, wherever you get your podcast. It's uh, fantastic, the conversations uh, that he has. Sometimes we sample into those a little bit on uh, the Cardinals radio network. He is uh, Kyle McClellan. He joins us right now. Hey, Kyle, thanks for your time. How are you? Absolutely. Good. How you doing? I am good. What was it like for you? Like The team is back. They're going to go through a workout tomorrow. It, I'm sure in many ways it feels like opening day is is so long, so far away, yet at the same time it's right around the corner. When you were playing, where were you at here in these like 36 to 48 hours before the season got started? Well, you're you're running crazy with your wife and kids and trying to get set up in your place for the year and uh, kind of get established and and also you know know that that opening day is is here really soon and and you got to go out and and the season's getting ready to start. For me, it was always so important to get off to a good start individually and for the team, um, you know, and just take kind of some of that anxiety away. And so these days leading up to that are, you know, okay, I prepared myself all off season. I prepared myself during spring training. You know, I'm ready for the season to start and uh, and to get this thing going on on the right foot. For a guy like Taylor Motter, who is not guaranteed to make the team, and then he ends up making it, he he can't have any for sure housing plans in St. Louis going in. <laughs> What's it like for him right now as he tries to you know kind of settle down here and, and just not really knowing that he was going to be here until the last few days? Yeah, you're just trying to soak it all in. Uh, you want to get to that workout. And you want to get to opening day really quick before anything happens. I remember. When uh, when Tony Larusa told me that that I made the team, he said, "Well, I'm not going to shake your hand till opening day because there's still, you know, some transactions that could happen." And so I was on pins and needles. You know, I was like, "Man, I just need opening day to get here and see my name on that roster, and uh, and then show what I can do and, and earn uh, the opportunity to stay here." And so for a young guy, uh, it is it is all those guys making an opening day roster is a big deal, and especially for a young guy coming out and now you've got your chance, you have your opportunity that you've you've always dreamed of, you've always waited for, and now you're looking to make the most of it. Jordan Walker's never been to a Cardinals opening day. Like what's what is he gonna feel like when he gets to hop in the convertible for the first time and, and go around and be part of everything that St. Louis does better than anybody else on opening day? 
Yeah, unfortunately, he might miss a lot of that. Just just being focused on on uh, on what's going on, it, it might be hard for that to sink in and really allow yourself to to take it in because. Um, there's just so much going through his head, I'm sure, of coming out, wanting to get off to a good start, uh, wanting to show why he deserved a spot on the roster. But watching him through spring training, uh, through the games and the box scores and everything, is just so impressive what he was able to do. And the fact he was able to get so many at-bats, you know, I think it's the big advantage. A lot of young guys uh, don't get the opportunity to get that many at-bats in a spring training and, and to, to really show what they can do. So, I mean, he's obviously – the day he was drafted was big news, and then once he arrived in Peoria, it was like everybody knew his name, and he's been uh, making noise ever since. So it's it's going to be exciting to see how he handles it and, and how big of an impact he's going to have on this team. Baseball is a game of adjustments. The league is going to adjust to him as more film yeah. gets out, and then he's got to adjust to the adjustments. How challenging is that going to be for someone who's as young as he is? I mean, it's challenging for everybody, but especially somebody that young without a whole lot of experience of doing it. You know, he's been able to pretty much just overpower his way uh, and out-talent his way through the system up to this point. And, you know, but you got great guys and Goldschmidt and Arenado that can, can come alongside and can help them and, and, uh, and help with those adjustments. And that's what it's all about, having those veterans in there that can say, hey, I, I was uh, in your spot, maybe not as young as you, but, you know, I was pretty good at an early age and, and uh, this is how I was able to do it. This is what I'm seeing from guys that are doing to you. And maybe let's work on making these adjustments and, and seeing if we can keep this thing going. Oliver Marmel talked the other day about he doesn't care if Jordan Walker goes 0 for 4 on opening day. It's about the continued development and him getting better on an everyday basis. Do the Cardinals have to kind of overtly try to limit as much pressure as possible? There's already enough on them. So just try to take off any pressure that they possibly can. Yeah, I think that's a, a great tactic. You know, you, you get in the habit of uh, of labeling guys, right? As soon as they come up, he's the next Albert Pujols. He's the next this, he's the next that. It's like, man, just let the guy be himself and don't add that extra pressure. And, you know, I think it's nice when he's coming into a team that has some big names, some superstars, some MVPs, and, and guys that can shoulder that weight and kind of uh, block him a little bit from, from that. Uh, take some of that on themselves. They're ready to do that, and that's, that's, what, those, that's, that's what their role is on the team. Um, and, and kind of shadow him a little bit, you know, and and uh, and let him just do it on his own and do it naturally. And and they're going to have to stick with them through the struggles. You know, there's going to be some struggles. Um, and and he is here to play. I mean, he's not here to sit on the bench to be a role player. He's here to play. And he showed them enough in spring training to say that that it's worth the chance of of coming here. And and uh, I'm worth you know going through the ups and downs with because at the end I think you know I make the team a better team. We're talking with Kyle McClellan, former Cardinal, host of the uh, Chatters Box podcast. A lot of people are worried from a postseason perspective, and we're a long way from the postseason, but a lot of people are worried about the starting pitching and whether the Cardinals have enough to go through a, a postseason run. Where are you at right now on, on this rotation and the high-end potential of it? I, I actually did an interview today, uh, and, and I said similar to that, but as a team, you want to get your team in a position at the trade deadline to let the front office go and make the moves that they need to make to get you through the postseason, And that's, that's your goal. Um, and so they're going to evaluate it as they get through injuries are going to happen. Guys are going to have up and down years. Um, and so once you get to that point, then you can evaluate what do we need? What's out there? What are we up against? Um, and does it make sense to, to go for it? And, and so I think from a team standpoint, that's what you're trying to do. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the starting rotation now is it's, it's different. I mean, the last few years, I mean, there is ace after ace after ace coming out of these, uh, these rotations. And you're also, you're not seeing guys go as deep though. So these guys aren't throwing as deep into the games and then it comes down to the bullpen. So you're just going to have to evaluate your team as the season goes on, see what the, see how they are, see what identity this team takes on the starting rotation, this bullpen, where your strengths are. And then, at the trade deadline, if you see a, a void, then you go in and make that void to, to give you a deep run in the postseason. From a bullpen standpoint, they're going all in on Velo. The other day, Jordan Hicks hit 104. I think there was a, a, a point where he threw seven straight pitches that were one or two or more. Drew Verhagen's been throwing it really hard. We, we know about the guys and what they, what they can do. How much has that changed, especially, say, since you were playing, just the high-end velocity that we're seeing out of these bullpen pitchers? So I saw Dakota Hudson got sent down because he's throwing 89 to 91, and that's not going to cut it at the major league level. And I thought, man, I'm glad I pitched when I did <laughs> because, I, you know, I wouldn't even get looked at. And I'm sure you could, you know, evolve your mechanics a little bit to do that. But I was a, a movement guy at the bottom of the zone, and the game has so much shifted away from that. Wainwright can get away with it because he's got a dominant pitch, right? I mean, he can throw that curveball anytime he wants. He knows how to pitch and he can get away with it, uh, but he's got to be on. And uh, so, yeah, it is definitely a high octane uh, game and that's really happened um that started happening in my opinion like 2013 2014 it started really shifting and then we are fully in it right now and it is impressive to watch these guys come out um just day after day everybody out of the bullpen is throwing 96 plus and shoot you're seeing it in high school i mean you know when i was in high school there was only a couple guys that were throwing 90 and now you feel like every school's got a kid that throws 90 um, so it's trickled down all the way through the systems, uh, all the way through the ages, and velocity is king right now. Does that make you uncomfortable when you see a high school kid throwing that hard? I, I mean, honestly, it, it, it's – I, I think the technology's changed. I think the physics have changed. You know, they've, they've figured some stuff out there. Um, but, you know, pitching is a dangerous uh, occupation. I mean, it could happen – uh, you could get hurt at any time, and I think you know you see some of these guys throwing higher velocities that they're not lasting as long, or they can't stay at that velocity for that long. So they might do it for three, four years, and then all of a sudden you got to see them learn to pitch at 94, 96, um, which is different. And uh, so yeah, I mean it, it's just I I, I don't know I, I don't uh, I'm not an expert on it, but you see these kids coming out throwing i mean in high school you're seeing you know these top prospects 94 96 97 98 in college you're seeing over 100 you know and it's just uh they're built different you know the the they're training differently they're building differently and uh, for right now it's it's the it's the thing and we'll see if it ends up swinging back the other direction here you know after a while are you curious to see how the rules changes will affect negatively pitch to contact guys because you're not able to shift as much yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm back and forth on the rules. I, I'm a traditionalist. I like the game the way it was. You know, I always say, if you're if you're going to spend the money on the tickets and the parking and some hot dogs and a beer and a and a soda, uh, I don't care if it's two hours and forty seven minutes or three hours and nine minutes. Like I'm not looking at my clock. You know, I just want to enjoy the game and and enjoy the time with my family or whoever I'm with at the game. Um, so pace of play, and I, but I, I work fast. I pitch fast. So the pitch clock wouldn't be an issue for me. The shift, honestly, I like getting rid of the shift. I like seeing more balls put in play, more action, more doubles, more running the bases. Um, and I think what you're going to see is you're going to see more athletic plays again. 
you know, you're going to see your shortstop half the range. You're going to see your second baseman half the range and make these fantastic plays that for a while there we weren't really seeing because you got three guys stacked on one side and they're just kind of fielding it right in front of them. So I think it's going to be a more exciting brand of baseball. Uh, I did see it. There was an hour-long special that uh, they did on MLB Network, and they broke down all the rules, and they had Theo Epstein on there who was on the rules committee, and, and he was kind of explaining them. And, and I, they make sense. You know, what he was uh, selling made sense. The bigger base is going to promote them to, to maybe steal a little bit more because they're, you know, closer distance now. But I say, hey, I'm a pitcher. Uh, if we're going to make the bases bigger, let's make home plate bigger, and then and then we'll really speed the game up. We start calling more strikes and, 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 and to get that home plate a little bit bigger, and you'll see guys swinging, and this game will fly by. He is Kyle McClellan, host of the Chatters Box podcast. Do you guys have anything uh, lined up yet that has not been released that you can promote? Uh, we're always working on something, and it's always changing. So we we got uh, we got some hopes for this year. You know, we put it out every 15th of the month. Um, opening day is always tricky this one in April because the players are pretty locked down that first home stand. So we got a couple uh, in- invitations out. Uh, just had one with Scott Spezio last month that I thought was great. And, and uh, if you don't know his story, it's remarkable what he's been through uh, at the end of his career and post-career and, and where he is now is is pretty cool. And the Whitey Herzog one was probably my favorite. I asked him one question and I sat there for 45 minutes, minutes and listened to him <laughs> tell stories and and uh, so that was that was pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, we got some big plans here. You know, I, I need to text Wainwright and say, hey, you know, it, Albert's last year, uh, he, he did an hour and a half on my podcast. So that's the standard. Uh, it's your last year. Let's see what uh, how much time you're willing to give me. But uh, hopefully we'll get some big guys on there and and uh, really give some interesting topics and some some in-depth talks that the fans can get to know these guys and and some of the the guys that used to play well kyle we really appreciate your time hopefully we can do this every once in a while over the course of uh, the baseball season but thank you so much for taking the time today absolutely thank you there's kyle mcclellan joining us here on the program former cardinal host of the uh, chatters box podcast you can get that uh wherever you get your podcast the cardinals a youtube page uh stlcardinals.com just go to the uh, podcast section of that and uh you'll be able to uh see everything that you want to see here anything that you want to hear what are your thoughts right now? What are what's the like the, the overall cons- all consuming thought that is just burning inside of you about the Cardinals? Maybe it's a question, maybe it's a conviction, something that you just know about this team. Share it with us. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's also how you text. We'll take calls. We'll take text. We'll take tweets as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's an opening day Eve Eve edition of a Great Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.